It is a technological world, and Blaine Kylo is the coolest tech dad on the western half of this country. He joins us now from Vancouver. All right, Blainer, um, it is almost time for Christmas. It's almost time for vacations. Be honest. Are you uh, are you working on the uh, the gadget geekery for the children for Christmas, or do you are you not organized like that yet? No, for the well, we're doing a destination holiday for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So no presents we're, at all. We're no, we're not, and we're None. all everybody's all good with it. So really, hey? it's for the first time in well, for the first time since we've had kids, it's going to be easy. Really, wow. That could be famous last words. We're not even, we're not even going to get a tree because we're not going to be here. Really? No tree? We're not going to be my here. My tree. Look what you did to my tree. Uh, um, the, uh, okay. Well, that's cool. I like this idea. I, for me, the first time ever, um, the, the mother of my children said, Hey, I need some gift ideas for you for Christmas. And my spot, my response literally was, I actually want nothing. Like nothing. There comes a time. I think because I often get there and, and in part it's because I'm a bit selfish because the things that I need, I tend to just get them and I know best what I need. That maybe says a lot about me, but I also have this unique opportunity where I get to try out lots of things. And so right. maybe what the things that people might think to get me, I've already got them. Right. Well, and it's a good opportunity maybe to reset a little bit into the sentimental, which is probably a good thing too. Now, if getting games and gaming ideas for the people in your life is something that is on your list, let's get started with a game that you're saying is incredibly clever. Yeah, this is called Pentiment. And we've talked about all kinds of different games over the years, right? So there's the shooter games and there's the action adventure games like God of War that we talked about last week. And I play Destiny all the time. But Every once in a while, this little curiosities appear, and Pentiment is one of these. This is a murder mystery. You play Andreas. You're an artist, but you're an artist, a journeyman artist, in 16th century Bavaria, so contemporary Germany. This happens to be the time right around when Martin Luther has nailed his treatises and the so that the, the, the Catholic church is now splitting. It's the period sort of just as the printing press is becoming popular. And so it's, it's a, it's a culture and a civilization that is just on the verge of all kinds of crazy things. And this is the environment that Andreas lives in. And he gets a job as a journeyman artist, um, working on illuminated manuscripts at a monastery and it's a murder mystery. But the thing about this game is the entire game is actually created and presented kind of like it's one big illuminated manuscript. So it's oh. a two-dimensional presentation. The art is all inspired by the masters of the time. And so you look like you're playing within some kind of a crazy um, late medieval painting. And there's no di there's lots of dialogue here. You actually completely control the story. So your decisions mean something in this game. Everybody's going to play a different game based on the decisions that you make. But there's no voiceover here. All of the dialogue is presented as sort of medieval script that kind of almost handwrites in front of you 
as it's being presented on the screen. This is an absolutely glorious, delightful game. It's not going to be for everybody because you have to read a lot and you have to be patient and decide that you want to walk around and talk to people. This is a game that every animation is an echo of the art of the time. And so it's a curiosity, but it's also one of the most clever games that I've played, certainly this year. And the filigree in Pentiment is this deep commitment to historical accuracy. And so Obsidian Entertainment, who are no strangers to developing narrative games, have completely delivered a historically accurate experience about what it might be like to live in this period of crazy history, but they've delivered it to us in this completely modern way. It's available on Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S. It's available on Windows, and it's a part of Xbox's Game Pass. So if you have that subscription, you must check out Pentiment to see if you like it as much as I did. All right, cool. I like the I like the notion that it's um, it's just it's just a different presentation of this kind of adventure. That just sounds I, like I remember when this is going to sound old school, but I remember when um, some of those older games. Well, there were some PC games. I don't remember the names of it, but they became map games, kind of like Zelda, where you had these two dimensional map games that you go all these directions and through hidden doors and stuff like that, versus this left right Mario type of presentation. When presentation of the game changes like you're describing, usually tends to set a little bit of a... I mean, other games have done it before, but it tends to set possibly a new benchmark on how these games get played, and that's really cool. Yeah, it, the the music here is historically accurate. The the presentation, just the, the way the story unravels and unfurls in front of you is just so interesting and unique. It's it's quite an accomplishment, quite quite a fun experience. Cool stuff. It's Blaine Kylo, solocore.com on Twitter at solocore as well. Now I've seen a little bit more in the retro gaming world coming out for Christmas like we do, or just re-ups of previous packages that you can get. You have something else as well. Yeah, this is this is one that's just for you because I know how much you like your retro gaming. I do. Uh, Atari, the the brand, uh, turned fifty this year. They started back in nineteen seventy two. That's crazy. And so, just on shelves now and in your digital storefronts is Atari fifty, the anniversary collection. This is essentially an encyclopedia of fifty years of game development seen through the lens of the Atari platform. So there's a hundred games here all developed for the Atari platforms, So the 2600, the 5200, the Lynx, all the different Atari platforms that existed. And they're all collected here through the glory of emulators. So that software that essentially allows the original code to play on modern systems. Digital Eclipse put this together and all of the Atari games you can think of are here. Asteroid, Centipede, Cloak and Dagger, Lunar Lander, Missile Command. They're all here in one form cool. or another. Digital Eclipse also created five games, new games that are kind of based on some of those classics. So they've kind of com- 
come up with a new version of Yar's Revenge Reimagined, for example. There's also an hour of documentary footage with interviews from people in the industry about the Atari brand and what it's meant to them. I think it's only like 50 bucks. It's it's not even the sort of premium price that other games are costing these days. And it's available on all the systems you can think of. The Switch, the PS4 and 5, and the Xbox One and the series platforms. Uh, if you want to get a sense of where gaming has come from and you want to get back to what it was like when you were a kid, Shane, uh, check out the anniversary celebration, Atari 50. All right. Sounds great. Love this idea. Blaine Kylo here on the shift. It's a technological world and we'll get off of the online shopping and actually get back into a brick and mortar store, bud. Yeah. I'm kind of excited about this. I'm going to be in downtown Vancouver tomorrow because Apple is reopening its flagship Vancouver store in Pacific Center on Friday. And I am one of the lucky people that gets a sneak preview of the new store tomorrow. Um, what they've done is is they've kind of it's been really literally under wraps for a while and for the past couple of weeks the facade of the store has been covered with a great big mural commissioned by Canadian Desire Moran Bofill and including the work of Musqueam local Musqueam weaver and artist Deborah Sparrow and it's this glorious mural and I don't know that they're keeping it after the store opens but it's certainly been a great way to advertise the fact that Apple is back in downtown Vancouver. When the store reopens on Friday and all through this opening weekend, they're going to have all kinds of fun things going on today at Apple photo tour sessions. So they're going to take you out into the city and teach you how to take the best photos with your iPhone. Um, Vancouver's Boslin is um, doing a live music set. And George Strombolopoulos, who's maybe Apple Music's best host these days, is going to be on site to conduct an interview. All kinds of fun things going on at the Apple Store. Also, a pretty fun place to check out maybe some gift ideas because the Apple Stores are just, they really kind of started that shopping experience, that sort of elite premium shopping experience you go into an apple store you know what you're going to get you're not going to get hassled by anybody nobody works on commissions they're all people who love the brand and love the products they're knowledgeable they can helpful. tell you so what helpful. you need it's uh it's a really great place to be in an apple store i'm looking forward to seeing what the new one looks like for the folks that don't really know their phones very well and who are curious about how to learn more about their phones, I happened upon, when I was there for some work on a battery on a computer, a class on how to take photos, one of those, the ones you're talking about. Yep, I'm going to do one tomorrow. It, it's fantastic. The way they tell you to, by the way, turn the grid on, position it here, by the way, this is how we took this photo with this sort of angle and this positioning. It's worth it to take. They do a, a bang-up job, so I recommend it completely. Uh, quickly, Blaine Kylo, new Wi-Fi technology. This stuff seems to be moving so quickly at this point now. Does anybody care? But they say it's faster. Oh, it's it's unbelievably faster. So this is new stuff. Wi-Fi 7 is the next generation of Wi-Fi products. So this is wireless networking. TP-Link is 
the first in the world, really, to get out in front of Wi-Fi 7 with a whole line of Wi-Fi 7 products. These things aren't going to be cheap. The Archer BE900 router, which is awesome. It looks like a computer tower. It's not one of those goofy old routers, Wi-Fi routers with the arms sticking out all over the place. No, this thing looks like like an X-shaped computer tower. It's got an LED screen on it that can tell you how fast things are moving through your system. Um, it's, it's going to be us $700 when it releases in the new year. So it's not for everybody, but these things are going to deliver a 30 gigabyte, uh, video, like high def video over the wireless network in like 30 seconds to your devices. So it really is a leg up on what, um, wireless network speeds can do. The thing that I really like about all the new products that TP-Link has introduced here is it's they are for wireless networking, but they're also including more hardwired ports on all of these devices. So that BE900 has seven different Ethernet ports on the back as well. So if you do want to do the high-speed fiber-type hardline downloads, um, these devices are going to be great for that too. There's the Archer G8. E800 for the gamers. There's a whole line of the Deco mesh networking systems from TP-Link that are built with this Wi-Fi 7 stuff. Um, not pricing or specific dates available on everything, but uh, nice to know that TP-Link is out of the gate with some pretty fancy stuff. I heard Wi-Fi 7 gives you COVID, so careful. Um, <laughs> not true. <laughs> not true. Thanks so much for being here, buddy. I'll see you in a week.